Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Hi, I'm Rondra Locke, and I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. I'm joined again this season by our dear brother, Dr. Jordan Willard, to discuss social media. Uh, Jordan serves as the pastor of First Baptist Weddington in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's a three-time graduate of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he's one of our regular contributors uh, to our center, to our blog, and uh, he's been here several times in past episodes as well. Uh, But more importantly, Jordan is a pastor with a heart for pastors, and I'm so thankful to have him again in the studio for today's discussion. So, brother, thank you for uh, taking time to join us today and for taking time uh, with the guys in our center's mentorship program as well. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much for having me back today. And uh, I just want to say on behalf of uh, all the listeners to uh, this podcast, thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, I hear reports all the time from um, pastors that are um, saying that they're listening to the podcast every week and they are being built up, encouraged, and challenged. And so thank you. Thank you for uh, the work that you're doing. And uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, praise the Lord. God, is, God has been really kind to us. He's been really kind to us. So let's, let's get the conversation started. Uh, we're talking social media uh, today. And um, you have several social media accounts on several platforms. And, and, and so I just wanted to ask you first, what, what was your process of deciding uh, whether or not you would be active on social media? Yeah, so um, my social media uh, engagement goes back to uh, really high school, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I'm 35, so you know you do the math. When I was in high school, social media was MySpace, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so you know, from 16, 17 years old, all the way up until now, social media has sort of just been there. It's been a thing. And uh, in those early days, I didn't really think much about it. It was just, you know, hey, this is a way to, uh, you know, keep up with friends and, uh, you know, great way to to connect with people. But as I came to faith in Christ when I was 19 years old and then later became a pastor, I did have to think more clearly about, okay, this this is not going away. And uh, I'm I'm out here. And so uh, am I supposed to be out here? And if I am, how am I to conduct myself? And so as I think about it, there, there are a few reasons why I'm on social media. Uh, and number one is, is to glorify God, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify uh, your Father in heaven. And so social media is just uh, sort of uh, in, ingrained into the fabric of our, our culture now. And so I want to be out there uh, to glorify God. And then mm-hmm. secondly, um, if you follow me on social media, you'll, you'll see that most of my posts are, are geared toward uh, Christianity, geared toward the church. And so secondly, I want to build up brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Uh, this is an excellent way to do that, uh, number one, with my uh, the members in my church, and then brothers and sisters that I know uh, from, you know, previous uh, leadership in, in other churches. And uh, so I want to do that. You know, uh, Paul says that First um, Corinthians 14.26, that uh, everything is to, uh, to be done for the upbuilding uh, of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Third, uh, I want to be a witness to unbelievers. 
And so, uh, um, you know, Jesus wants us to be in, in the public square. He wants us to, uh, to be in sort of the marketplace. And social media, even though it's still in its early stages, uh, it is nevertheless a, a public sphere. And it is a place where we can at least somewhat engage uh, with unbelievers. Mm-hmm. And then fourth, um, I, I want to be able to keep up with family and friends, right? And so I haven't lived in my hometown since I was 20 years old. And so for the last 15 years, I've really relied on social media uh, to keep up with, you know, uh, aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, and and friends, you know, from, from uh, high school. And, you know, <clears throat> piggybacking on number three of how I want to use social media to be uh, a witness to unbelievers, I couldn't tell you the the number of times that the Lord has opened up a door for me to engage uh, friends from high school, mm-hmm. uh, for example, with the gospel, right? Because I've stayed connected with them through social media in some uh, some way or another. Um, there have been countless people that have reached out to me through you know direct message and said things like, "Hey, I'm I'm really going through a tough time in life right now." And I see you, and, and I see that you have a faith in, in God, and, and I just need somebody to talk to. And without, you know, Facebook or Twitter, I wouldn't have had those opportunities. And mm-hmm. so I uh, also want to, to use it to keep up with, uh, with friends and family. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I, you mentioned um, uh, starting with MySpace and, and so on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've got even a few years more. Yeah. And so um, you know, I remember... Instant Messenger, mm-hmm. uh, AOL mm-hmm. had this, mm-hmm. um, uh, which uh, for those who don't know, uh, AOL stands for America <laughs> Online. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the one of the early uh, adopters in terms mm-hmm. of the internet and so on. They had this thing called Instant Messenger, which is basically texting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just you know we didn't have cell phones that could text, and so you know, we were texting over our computers, over mm-hmm. our desktops, and, and 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 all of that. And you know it seemed so. Harmless. It mm. seems so innocent mm-hmm. back in those days. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just sending messages to people, connecting with people that we didn't, you know, know, and and just the possibility of talking to, you know, more people and 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 developing friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like mm-hmm. pen pals. Mm. You know, uh, and 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 all of that. Well, then we had MySpace and then uh, Facebook. Actually, mm-hmm. Annie and I uh, were married in the year that Facebook uh, started, two thousand four, mm. and 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 then you know going on, uh, we've just seen the evolution of this thing, mm-hmm. and and you know a lot of people would probably say nowadays that we we may or may not have created a, a monster. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, mm-hmm. those days, which kind of leads me to that <laughs> next question: What what are some ways that social media has has been unhelpful, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially when it comes to the ways that, that pastors have used it. I mean, we're not talking, you know, pen pal texting, you know, and getting to know people. And, you know, it just seems like those innocent days are gone. Mm-hmm. And so how, what has changed? And, and especially what are some of those pitfalls for pastors? Yeah, I've given a lot of thought to this because unfortunately I have, I have seen uh, pastors use social media in very unhelpful ways. Uh, and I'm not, you know, perfect in this, right? As I said earlier, you know, we're still in the beginning stages of, of social media, and uh, it's been a learning process for me as well. But mm-hmm. he, um, here are some ways that I've seen social media used in unhelpful ways. One is is when a pastor will use social media uh, to build a platform for selfish ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll, you'll, you'll see that, 
there are some pastors, and I'm you know I'm not speaking about anybody in particular, but you know when you look at their you know their their Twitter or their Facebook, their Instagram, it just seems to be that it, it's a it's more of a promotion of self mm. than it is a, a promotion of the things of God, and mm. so that's mm. obviously a pitfall that we want to stay away from. Another way that pastors can use social media in an unhelpful way is allowing social media to take up so much time that it leads you to be disconnected from your primary callings. Mm. So as a pastor, you know, first and foremost, you're, you're called to your, your discipleship with, with Christ. You're called to your wife. You're called to your children if you're married and have children. And then you're called to your flock and then to your community. And I've seen pastors allow social media to grip, grip them and to the point that they're, they're spending the majority of their time and their energy, you know, fighting battles on Twitter or, or uh, you know, engaging with people on Facebook. And it's, it's taken them away from, as Peter says in 1 Peter 5, shepherding the flock of God that is among them. Mm. And so obviously that, that should be a, a huge red flag for us that we don't want to allow social media uh, to use us to then take us away from our, our primary callings. Mm-hmm. Um, another way, unfortunately, that I've seen pastors uh, use social media in an unhelpful way is when they use it to be unnecessarily divisive mm. um, by being too dogmatic about, say, secondary, third-level issues uh, that can uh, wound uh, brothers and sisters in Christ uh, maybe weaker brothers or sisters that are not as uh, strong in their faith as as Paul would say in, in Romans chapter 14. And these are, you know, uh, examples of this is, uh, well, I'll just say it this way from, from, from my perspective, right? It's not that I don't have opinions about mm-hmm. things, right? Mm-hmm. I've actually got very strong opinions about these second and third level issues. I have very strong opinions uh, politically, right? I have, uh, for, you know, for example, I have a strong opinion about um, educating my children, right? Mm-hmm. But I understand that that is a gray area in Scripture that uh, any number of, of families in my church will will choose homeschooling, they'll choose public schooling, they'll choose private schooling. Mm-hmm. And if I'm using social media to get out there and to become overly dogmatic about you know, our form of education for our children. If you're not doing it this way, then, you know, you're not being faithful to Christ. Uh, that That's unnecessarily dividing the, the body of Christ. And I've seen this happen. And uh, so we, we, we want to shy away from becoming hyper-dogmatic about issues that the Bible is not hyper-dogmatic about. If you want to be dogmatic about something, be dogmatic about the exclusivity of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus, those kinds of uh, of doctrines, and then um, and then fourth, you know, and 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 finally, using social media to spread falsehood. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I mean, you've probably seen this, right? Mm-hmm. Where where guys are on Twitter or or women on, are, are on Twitter and. Uh, they're, they're using their platform to tear down a brother or sister in Christ with a half-truth or maybe ripping uh, something someone said out of context and putting it into a sermon clip that lasts 30 seconds uh, to then make it sound like they said something that they actually didn't say. Uh, and that's sowing discord uh, among the body of Christ, and uh, it is incredibly harmful for, for your witness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, you know, our God is the God of the truth. 
Uh, he calls us to be people of the truth who know the truth, believe the truth, love the truth, obey the truth, and operate in the truth. And so we ought to be conducting ourselves uh, on social media uh, in, in accordance with, with what we know to be true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was about 60 years ago or so. There was a guy named uh, uh, Marshall McLuhan. Uh, he was a um, he he was big in media and studying media and so on. And he famously coined the term uh, coined the phrase the medium is the message. Mm, mm-hmm. The medium is the message. And so it's not just what you say, but the medium in which you use to say it uh, communicates as as much and and influences the communication as much as the message itself. And I think that. Um, Social media, especially like you mentioned, you know, Twitter uh, has this sense of of communicating a contextless, mm-hmm. you know, uh, decontextualized, um, uh, underdeveloped mm-hmm. <laughs> form of communication. Mm-hmm. You only have so many characters. Mm-hmm. You can only say so much. Uh, there's there's no insight into who this person is. What this person is coming, where this person is coming from, why this person is even bringing this up, you know. So, what is that person, you know, responding to? You mm-hmm. know, what what influenced uh, the tweet? It's just this tweet. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and what happens is, um, it can it can lead you to uh, to not just a a kind of of discourse mm-hmm. that is, you know, contextless and 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 um, uh, you know, kind of abstract and random and just kind of hanging out there in the in the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it can also lead to a listening mm. that is that that is that much uh, that is on that same level as well. And so I stop asking. Who are you? Mm. Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. What I'm just responding to words, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. responding to you know the actual intent of those words and meaning of those words or anything like that, and and so I wind up situating that into you know mm-hmm. the context of my own choosing. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a vacuum, and now I just kind of put it where you know put it wherever I want. And so what happens is now we have this this interaction with each other. Where you know we're not really seeking to understand, we're not seeking to know, mm-hmm. which which I think are are virtuous things. Mm-hmm. It, it's now just simply I need to get something off my chest, mm. and you know, and then you know, you say this, and well, I need to get something off of my chest, and so mm-hmm. I'm just going to respond any way I want to, and mm-hmm. and it just it's it's almost designed to crumble into pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's designed to self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I think that that's what, what, what's happening a lot. And for pastors mm. to just kind of absorb it, you know, and, and not seek to, to shape it, you mm-hmm. know, and to, and to correct it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and so on can be a, a pretty, pretty tough thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing you said that I thought was really interesting, it, it made me think of, of the, the tabloid Market, yes. you know the tabloid market. Mm-hmm. They've been tweeting long <laughs> before oh, yeah. <laughs> Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know, just say something that's really, really provocative. Mm-hmm. Say something that's really shocking. You know, and so on for the intent, really the sole intent of grabbing attention. Mm. You know, turning your head, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so if I can get you to notice mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. you know, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that again for pastors, that's a that's a that is a minefield. Uh, yeah. Don't 
go there. Exactly. You know? Don't just say things just to say things. Mm-hmm. You are an ambassador of mm-hmm. Christ, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and as a representative of the of the risen Christ, uh, your words matter. Your tone mm-hmm. matters. Mm-hmm. Your demeanor matters. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 all of these things, mm-hmm. uh, because when people are looking at you, mm-hmm. they're assuming mm. that the way you handle yourself. In public, uh, is is representative of the Christ, mm-hmm. you know, of whom you speak, and mm-hmm, so uh, mm-hmm. we have to be absolutely careful uh, not to fall into these these different traps. Yeah, and I'll say too, just you know, to to echo what you're saying there about you know the, the the tabloids that that sort of preceded you know social media for everyone. Uh, you know, the difference is is that only a few people had a microphone. You mm-hmm. know, then mm-hmm. now we've all got microphones. Yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, that you know, as we're still in the early stages of social media, uh, the one of the, the the dangers is is that you know we we see how uh, the tabloids you know for for years uh, the way that they conducted themselves, and then you look at mainstream media and what it's become today, and if we're not careful, we we mimic what mm-hmm. we see out there, and so what I mean, if I just take a moment and and lament the fact that um, what you know we've seen developing within. Uh, evangelical circles over the last several years is sort of a, you know, a, a Christian version of these tabloids, a Christian version of these sort of shock jocks, mm-hmm. and that we've created sort of a, you know, evangelical shock jocks where um, we build platforms and call them, you know, ministries that, you know, just uh, is is built on. Uh, this aggressive criticism of everything that we see out there, and it's a mimicking of what we see in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you think about you know the way that sports talk, you know, has uh, uh, you know evolved over the last you know couple of decades, yeah. and how people are paid, you know, whether they've had experience being on the field or on the court, they're paid to give their opinion and their criticism of these professional athletes that have given their entire lives to their craft, and uh, and now. You know, there there are, are Christians that will uh, say, well, hey, they're doing that, and, you know, they're getting, you know, the attention, you know, publicity and all that. I'm going to do that, but in a Christian way. And it's not just Christians. Mm-hmm. It's pastors mm-hmm. and leaders who mm-hmm. are doing this. And uh, as you said, you know, <laughs> our exhortation would be don't go there. Yeah. This is not the way of Christ, and it is, uh, it is not the way to faithfully represent uh, the King of Heaven as His ambassador on earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamie Smith up in uh, in Grand Rapids, he'll talk about uh, liturgy. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, you know he he famously uses the term cultural liturgies. You know that that you know there are liturgies going on all over the place. You're mm-hmm. being shaped. You're being formed. Um, you know, if that word you know just kind of makes. You know, Baptist. You know, kind of, kind of tick a little bit. You know, <laughs> yeah, and and, yeah. and and everything. If, yeah. if if you feel triggered by liturgy, just use the word disciple. Sure. Um, sure. We are being discipled twenty four seven. The question is, who's our teacher? Exactly. You know, who's the rabbi? Mm-hmm. You know, who's mm-hmm. the who's the one that is uh, that is teaching us and mm-hmm. and and leading us? Mm-hmm. Are we being shaped by our Lord, mm-hmm. or are we being shaped? You know, by by like you said, by the shock jocks and mm-hmm. and 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 all of these folks, the talking mm-hmm. heads on mm-hmm. on on cable media, uh, news media, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the ones that are shaping us? Who are the ones that are discipling us? Mm-hmm. I, I think if if um, and maybe I'll, I'll pose this as a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things being said, 
should we have kind of some guardrails, you mm-hmm. know, maybe some some rules of engagement, if you will, you mm-hmm. know, for uh, for social media? You know, uh, is is it wise to set set up some parameters like that? Absolutely. You know, uh, Paul says you know, a couple of times in First Corinthians that uh, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there is great wisdom in developing some, um, you know, policies, if you will, or uh, rules of engagement that whether you write them down, type them out, or just develop them as convictions in your heart, uh, these are these are wise things to do. Mm-hmm. And so for me... You know, I've got several sort of rules of engagement that, again, I don't have these these written down, you know, in a document somewhere, but they, they've really just been formed as as convictions in my heart, and, and I'll just give you a few of them here. One is um, I try not to have public debates uh, mm-hmm. uh, with, with other people um, uh, through, through social media. Um, this is something that I've, I've had to, to get better at over the years. I mean, you know, you look back at I, mean, I can remember the years of 2015, 16, you know, the presidential election that year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, once again, you know, I said earlier, I have strong political, you know, uh, opinions. And I made a mistake of of getting into too many debates uh, with, with people online. And these were, you know, um, believers and these were unbelievers. And uh, I don't think I, I, I said anything that, you know, w- would have damaged my witness or anything like that. But you know, it's the, the whole watching world is observing, you know, what, what you're doing and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that it was helpful for me to have these these debates uh, publicly. And so, you know, my conviction is, is, is that I prefer to talk to someone face to face or at mm-hmm. least, you know, virtually face to face through, uh, you know, direct message. And so and I always think about what what John the Apostle said in Second John verse 12 uh, though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Mm-hmm. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face-to-face yeah. so that our joy may be complete. And there's something about <laughs> removing a screen and looking a person in the eyes mm-hmm. and saying, this is an image bearer of God. Yeah. This is a person created in the likeness of God. This is a person, if they're a believer, for whom Jesus shed his blood, Mm -hmm. and I'm to treat them with the same love, care, respect that Jesus treats me with. And so, you know, that's one rule rule of engagement, Mm -hmm. uh, as much as is possible uh, to engage people in in those those, uh, debates uh, Mm -hmm. face-to-face or or, uh, personally and privately. Number two, this is a big one for me, Uh, that is that I try to develop and maintain what I would call a robust theology of geography. Um, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is if, if you're not careful, uh, you can begin to believe that, uh, y- that your um, virtual life is uh, um, more important than the actual life that you have where mm-hmm. God has placed you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, think about think about this. So when we look at the ministry of Jesus, when we look at the ministry of, of the apostles and uh, the, the New Testament church, one thing that's always struck me about Jesus in his ministry is that his ministry covered about a 100-mile radius. And, uh, you know, Jesus could have gone anywhere that he wanted to, right? He could have, uh, you know, teleported himself to, you know, uh, somewhere thousands of miles away. He, he could have done any of that. But for, for some reason, 
he chose to stay within a a hundred mile radius in his ministry. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that we should all just stay within a hundred mile radius uh, to do ministry. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the campus of the Great Commission Seminary, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We are to be his witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What I am saying is that at least should give us pause Mm -hmm. to say that there's something about face-to-face, life-on-life ministry that is in the context of where you live your everyday life, there's something about that that should cause us to to consider, am I spending more time on social media where people are thousands of miles away from me talking about issues that are happening thousands of miles away from me while there are issues that I could be addressing in my own church, in my own neighborhood, uh, in my own community, in my own state, and in my own home, mm-hmm. um, that you know, th- so that's that's a a problem. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, you'll 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 have <clears throat> even pastors th- that will do this, that they've got an opinion about something that's happened a thousand miles away from them, and they've got to get it out there, you know, on social media for everybody to see. But my question is, uh, you know, do you have that same kind of energy, that same kind of attention given to? Uh, issues that may be similar to, to the one that you're talking about on social media, right in your, your context where God has placed you in, in a real place, in real time, with real people. Mm-hmm. And a way for you to, to, to answer that question is, is, is to, to consider these questions. Do you know your neighbor's names? Mm-hmm. Do you know the lady that stands behind the cash register at the gas station that you stop at every day, five minutes down the road from your church? Do you know the name of your mayor? Do you know your county commissioners? Do you know the chief of police? Do you know uh, the sheriff? Do you know the, uh, the, the, the men and women down at the fire department that are, that are serving your community? Do you know these people? Um, and, and if you don't, do you, do you know about everything else that's going on in, in the world? I'm not saying we shouldn't know about everything else that's going on in the world. It's just that that can't be where all of our attention and focus is. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try to develop and, and maintain uh, a robust theology of, of geography, understanding that God knows my address, right? And he put me at my address for a specific reason, and that is to minister to the people that are around me just as Jesus did in his incarnational mm-hmm. uh, ministry, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, that, that's another rule of engagement. I'll, I'll throw out, you know, just um, maybe one or two more. This is a big one for me: being slow to speak <laughs> on social media. Yeah, all kinds of, of things that I read on social media that I'm like, oh, I, I gotta, I gotta respond to that, right? And brother, pastor. Let me just tell you, you don't have to respond. You, no. You, you don't. <laughs> you don't have to talk to everybody about everything, mm-hmm. right? One, you're going to waste so much time doing that. But number two, we have a binding command from our Lord to be slow to speak. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay that you don't have a, a, an opinion that's broadcast out there uh, immediately after some sort of uh, event happens uh, in the world. So being slow to speak uh, is is a, a, a pretty strong con- conviction of mind. And um, and then, you know, one final one that I'll, that I'll mention here is that you're going to give an account to Jesus Christ for every word that you have ever spoken, hmm. not just with your mouth, but with your fingertips on social media. And so if I'm about to post something on social media, um, 
I need to be, I need to be very cognizant of that reality that every careless word that comes out of my mouth or off of my fingertips in, into social media, I'm going to stand before the Lord of glory, and he's going to ask me about it, and I'm going to have to give an account. And I don't understand how all, all of that works completely, right? I don't, I don't understand completely what it's going to be like to stand before the, the, the judgment seat of Christ, but I know enough to say I, I, I don't want to have to give an account to, to Jesus Christ for words that I spoke on Twitter or Facebook that were damaging to the body of Christ, that did not bring him honor and glory, uh, and that potentially could ruin my, my witness for him. Mm, yeah, yeah. Those are all really, really helpful. Um, what about for the staff? Uh, do you think that, I mean, that's one thing for, for the pastor to have, you know, kind of some policies and rules and so on for himself. Uh, what about a staff? Is it wise for a staff to have a social media policy? Absolutely. And um, where I pastor now at FBC Weddington, we don't have this formally in place. It's more of an informal thing, but I'm working toward uh, making it a, a, a formal policy. And the reason is because, uh, um, you know, one— uh, pastors and staff are representing Christ and representing the body of Christ uh, to the other members of the church and to uh, the the broader community. And then with that, number two, Paul says uh, in 1 Timothy 3, verse 2, in Titus chapter 1, uh, verses 6 and 7, that the requirement of an elder, overseer, uh, shepherd, is that he be above reproach. And that also includes how you engage with others on social media. And so as a matter of maintaining your integrity, uh, as a matter of protecting your reputation so that you don't fall into sins uh, with uh, your fingertips or or, or your mouth, uh, it is very wise to, to have a policy in place uh, to make sure that that uh, your your pastors that you serve with, the staff that represent the church, that they're not out there speaking in a way that will bring honor and shame to the name of Jesus and, and damage the body of Christ and to stain uh, your witness to an, to an unbelieving watching world. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's something when, when we uh, think about uh, social media as, as an opportunity for mission. Mm, you know, we mm-hmm. think of it as an opportunity to, uh, uh, to make you know, the name of Jesus mm-hmm. known, you know, something, you know, as a, as a way to represent him mm-hmm. um, and, and the way we have discourse, you know, with mm-hmm. with each other as mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, but also the way that we uh, that we broadcast that, you know, for for others to see, mm-hmm. you know, you have an opportunity to commend mm-hmm. Christ, mm-hmm. you know, to people, uh, you know, to say, hey, you know, there is a better way. Uh, mm-hmm. There, there is a better way, you know, to talk. There is a better way to love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. There's a better way to love your enemies, mm-hmm. um, you know, in in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, the the more we think of social media as as an opportunity uh, to make much of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, you know the better for us as mm-hmm. as as uh, the leaders of the church, staff, mm-hmm. pastor, mm-hmm. you know, and so on. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, where do you think this is? 
heading? Or, or, or maybe a better question is where where can this head? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'm guessing you're not a prophet or a son of a prophet, um, but uh, you know, where where can this head? Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, you know, what can be some some effects? You know, for uh, for our churches and and obviously for our witness. Yeah. So I think, number one, social media is here to stay. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. I can't imagine, at least in my lifetime, I can't imagine um, social media going away. And so whether we like it or not, uh, it is here mm-hmm. and uh, we've got to, to deal with it. Number two, I've been saying uh, throughout our, our time together, Ranjur, that um that social media is still in its beginning stages. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a, a half quote from uh, the great Dr. Danny Aiken, uh, president of Southeastern. Uh, I've heard not, of him. Not long ago. Yes, yeah, yeah. Not long ago. Um, I can't remember uh, what uh, forum this was through, but um, someone had asked him, I think in a Q&A setting, about, um, you know, how do you navigate social media and, and that kind of thing. And and he said this, uh, his quote was uh, that social media is still in its infancy stage. Mm. And he said, and what do infants do? They they make a mess in their diaper. <laughs> That's mm. what they do. Mm-hmm. And so we are still making a, a mess of, of this thing. Sure. And we're learning, right? Just as a, an infant uh, grows and develops and matures and, and hopefully flourishes as, as they get older, mm. Um, that's where this can go. We can learn from our mistakes and uh, we can grow, we can develop, we can mature uh, so that we, we use social media in a God-glorifying way. I think that it's, it's going to be increasingly all the more vital, all the more important for pastors to prepare their people for social media engagement because among those who don't know Christ, it is, it's a vicious world out there, mm-hmm. and especially on social media. It, it can be a ruthless, brutal place where the image of God is not respected in the slightest. And it's a beautiful thing when brothers and sisters in Christ, when followers of Jesus who are his ambassadors, shine the light uh, that Christ has shined in our hearts. Uh, and so it's vital, increasingly vital, that pastors help their people uh, to know uh, how to engage social media. Um, and one of the ways that, that I do that, and, and I, uh, one of the ways that I see my role in that, is just strictly from um, you know, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 3, where mm-hmm. Peter says that as we shepherd the flock of God that is among us, uh, that we do so not domineering over those who are in our charge, but being examples mm-hmm. to the flock. Mm-hmm. And as I engage in social media, uh, in ways that bring honor to, and glory to God, in ways that build up the church, and in ways that are, are a witness to unbelievers, I can expect that as I, by the grace of God, imitate Christ, those in my charge will then imitate me and follow my example. Paul mm-hmm. told Tim, Titus this in Titus 2.7 that he was to provide a model of good works to those who were under his charge there in yeah. Crete. So yeah. it's not going anywhere uh, we're learning uh, how to navigate social media, and it's vital for for pastors to train their people uh, in this regard. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would only add to that that 
you know, in the scriptures, you have uh, tons of commands about the use of the tongue. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. and in in this world, we have to remind ourselves that the tongue isn't just uh, referring to what comes out of my mouth, Mm -hmm. uh, but it also refers to, you know, what's produced, you know, by my fingers on a keyboard Mm -hmm. uh, as well. And so we just have to remember that uh, all of our communication um, all of our vocal communication, all of our typed mm-hmm. communication, and and so on, all of that falls under uh, these commands. And so, mm-hmm. you know, may we speak charitably. Mm-hmm. Uh, may we use our our words, as you said, you know, sparingly mm-hmm. in terms of being slow to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's make sure that we are thinking before we speak, and that we're thinking with the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, as James would talk about um, in James three. Uh, just a great passage where he would talk about the use of the tongue mm-hmm. at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then afterwards he talks about the wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, and he mm-hmm. says there's two ways of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, there's wisdom that is earthly, mm-hmm. you know, wisdom that's demonic, mm-hmm. uh, and there's the wisdom from above. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's leaning in there that the way we speak is guided by some form of wisdom, or at mm-hmm. least what we what we perceive to be wise, whether it's the wisdom of this world or whether it's the wisdom from above. And mm-hmm. so uh, use the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Think with the mind of Christ. Think with uh, with wisdom and speak. Uh, you know, as those who are who are followers of Him. And we've talked about you know Twitter and and so on, but there's. So much more, mm-hmm. you know, whether we're oh, talking yeah. Facebook, uh, do people still use Facebook or whether we're talking uh, Instagram or, or TikTok, you know, TikTok all, Snapchat, yeah, all, all these yeah, all other that. ways here that, that talk even more about more about visual, exactly. you know, communication and things like that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I think it's all still under the same the same banner. However, mm-hmm. we interact with folks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and communicate with folks. Make sure that you are saying in your communication and projecting in your communication Mm -hmm. that even these words and even these images are being guided and guarded uh, under the rule of Christ. And so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Any final words of encouragement to our pastors, church leaders, you know, that are listening here? Yeah, uh, that's just two words of, uh, of of what I hope will be an encouragement. Um, pastors, as we think about social media, um, beware of scrolling through social media and becoming envious of mm. what you see God doing at mm. other churches. Yeah. And this is definitely an area that I can speak from experience because it is easy for you to scroll through and see you know, used to, you, you would drive down the road, right, you know, 20 years ago and, and, and hear reports of what was going on at a church, you know, in, in your community. Now, every Sunday afternoon, you can scroll through your phone and see everything that God's doing in churches all over the world. And it's easy, particularly brothers that are are in churches that, you know, like in my context, revitalization context, uh, it's easy for us to look at that and say, well, why isn't God doing that in in my church? And mm-hmm. then you can just go into this downward, downward spiral of being discouraged and downcast, uh, even depressed over over what you're not seeing God do. Uh, so be aware of that. Uh, rejoice with those who rejoice. Uh, use social media when you see God at work um, among other uh, pastors, other churches. Uh, use that as a as a as a cause for for rejoicing. And then secondly, uh, just remember that. Uh, Jesus is not calling you to be a superstar on social media. Mm-hmm. He's calling you to be a shepherd to your church. And there's great 
liberty and great joy to be found in that. It's okay if you're not getting all the likes, the retweets, and all, all of that. If you're being a faithful shepherd to those in your charge, that is successful. That is what uh, Jesus is aiming for in, in your life. And so, as Peter says, shepherd the flock of God that is among you. And so I hope you're encouraged with that. Mm. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for today's discussion. Uh, it's been a wonderful uh, time here uh, talking about this and so much wisdom that you've shared. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Great to be with you. And I want to thank you, listener, for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. Uh, if you find this conversation helpful, won't you consider leaving us a five-star rating and review? We'd love to hear any feedback that you'd be willing to give. As always, it's our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors, and I hope we've done that with today's conversation. And as always, my brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.